Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Joshua Kulp. I will be studying with you Daf Kafhe, page 25 of Masechet Moed Katan. Um, if you take a look at the Bavli, and I have it here in front of me, obviously, it uh, is an extremely long Daf. Chock full of Agadot and Hespedim, eulogies. There, if you want to get a little bit of realia, some fantasia, some strange agadot, dead people getting up, all sorts of strange material in this daf. Uh, it is extremely long, as I said. Um, and there's a series of stories in this daf about uh, rabbis who died and various things that go on during their procession from dying until their burial or even after their burial. So I just wanted to read a little bit about the strange episode of the death of Rav Huna and all that accompanied it. It's a pretty interesting story. So this is sort of in the middle of the first uh, Amud. Ki nach nafshe de Rav Huna. When Rav Huna died, Nach Nafshe is the way that the uh, biblical or rabbinic Hebrew, or at least Babylonian um, Aramaic, excuse me, expresses death. His soul rested. Savor le otuve sefer Torah apurie. The other rabbis or the people who were around him thought that they should put a sefer Torah on his um, porie is the word for mitah. But uh, we wouldn't call this a bed, we would call this the beer. Uh, remember, they were not usually buried in coffins, so the body would have been rest, uh, resting on this beer, this stretcher-like kind of contraption. And the other rabbis interestingly thought that they should put a Sefer Torah on there. It's unclear whether they thought they should bury him with the Sefer Torah, but at least they should have thought that symbolically they should put the Sefer Torah. Rav Huna, Ki'ilu Rav Huna is the human vessel in which the words, the deeper content of this Sefer Torah were, um, were taught. And if you want, you can say that the Sefer Torah is the written Torah, and Rav Huna is representative of the Torah Sheva Alpeh, the oral Torah, because as I've said many times, uh, in Talmudic period, the oral Torah was completely oral. It wasn't written. So there should be sort of a union, if you will, um, between the body of the Sefer Torah and the body of the oral Torah. However, other rabbis don't like this. Amar lehu Rav Chista. Rav Chista said to those other people, maybe rabbis, Milta de Bechai Milt, so something that during his life, Rav Huna's life, he didn't agree uh, and we're going to learn over here what exactly we're going to learn in a second what it is he didn't actually agree with. Now we should go and do that. All right, we should do something that he wouldn't have wanted done when he was alive. said, I saw Rav Huna, who you wanted to sit on a bed. And there was a Sefer Torah sitting on the bed. 
Vekaf kada aara. So he took a jug, turned it over on the floor. Ve'otiv sefer Torah and put the sefer Torah on top of the jug. Now either it was a very small sefer Torah, much smaller than we use today, or it was a very large jug. But he didn't want to sit on the same bed as the sefer Torah because that's not respectful. Alma kasavar. Therefore he holds a sur mita Torah it is forbidden to sit on a bed or a couch or any kind of sitting instrument upon which a Sefer Torah rests. And this is to this day the reason why uh, when we go sit down on the benches in the synagogue, we should uh, make sure that there are no Sidurim, no Chumashim on the benches. I know people are not always so careful about this, but probably technically you should try to put those in the shelves or on the little uh, resting things where they go in front of you. In any case, we go, case, we go on with the story of Rav Huna's death. So his bed was so wide that it wouldn't go out of the door. I don't know if Rav Huna was an extremely large man, but uh, it was a problem. They couldn't get him out of the house on his beer. B-I-E-R. Savor Shalshure Derech Gagin. They thought they were going to carry him up or pull him up with ropes through the roof. Interesting. Amar Lehu Rav Chista. Rav Chista, the Nudnik rabbi, says, don't do that. Ha Gamirna Mine. We learn this from him himself, from Ravuna himself. Chacham Kvodo Derech Petach. Right? The Chacham, when he dies, it's only Mechubad to take him out the door. Evidently, this was a common enough problem that they had to make a statement about it, that a chacham shouldn't be uh, sort of schlepped out the roof or carried out a window. This isn't particularly mechubad, particularly honorable, so therefore they should take him only out the peta. Savor la'ashnuyeh So they thought about switching him to another smaller bed, maybe something that would fit out the door better. Amar lehu ravchista hachi gamirna so Rav Chista again says, no, no, no. This is what we learned from him. Chacham kvodo b'mitarishona. The Chacham, his kavod, is in his original beer. B-I-E-R. And it's not mechubad to be switching him from bed to bed. I'm going to skip a couple lines of the Midrash because it's not all that relevant over here. What do they end up doing? Parus bava va'apkuha. So they spread open the door. They broke down the sort of parts around the door perhaps permanent damage to this poor guy's house, and they got him out of there. The story continues now. They got him out and be, immediately get a hesped, a eulogy, which is one of the interesting things on this daf, is that we get a lot of eulogies, things that were seemed to have been said, or at least were written down as having been said, at the funerals, the funeral processions. Patach are Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba began his funeral or, or, oration. So our rabbi was so great, it would have been, he, he was worthy that the Shechina should dwell upon him. Rather, why didn't he get uh, that the Shechina should dwell upon him? Is that uh, he, li- he was living in Bavel and that caused him not to get the Shechina. He was in Galut. So Rabbi Abba cannot help but stick a little dig in there. To the Jews living in Babel. Mativ Rav Nachman Barchista. Rav Nachman Barchista raises a kushiva amrele Ravchanan Barchista. Some say it was Ravchanan. Hayo Hayadavar Hashem al Yechezkel ben Buzi at Kohen Be'eretz Kasdim. So the word of the Lord was to Yechezkel, the son of Buzi, when he was in the land of the Chaldeans, meaning in Babylonia. 
So you can see here that the Shechina spoke to, that God's presence spoke to Yechezkel while they were in Babylonia. His father hit him over the head with a sandal. Evidently, all there at the going on of this very funeral. Quite the scene here. Didn't I say to you, don't bother so many people with these kinds of kushiot. What does it mean? Right? That the words of the Lord to God were haya. They were to him when he was in Eretz Yisrael, and they weren't really there in Bavel, because the Shechina, according to this source at least, um, did not at least begin to um, make its uh, make God's presence known to Yechezkel when they were in Babylonia. Ki So now we go on with the funeral procession. Evidently, Rav Huna was not buried in Babylonia. He, as we hear a lot about um, other rabbis in this daf, was brought to Eretz Yisrael. There was a whole funeral procession, uh, walking, riding him, taking him all the way to Eretz Yisrael. Amru le Rabbi Ami or Rabbi Asi. So people came and they said to Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, Rav Huna Ate, Rav Huna's coming. And they thought that he was alive. When we were there, we couldn't lift up our heads because of him. He was such a, Ravuno was such a great scholar that we, Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, ran away to Eretz Israel and, uh, to, to, so that we could, you know, learn Torah without having to constantly be felt that we were such little scholars in, in, in comparison with Ravuna. Now you brought him here? We don't need him here. Atta betrin, who he's coming after us? They're asking. Amru lehu. The corrected version reads Aronoba. They said to him, "Don't worry so much. It's only his coffin coming. The guy already died." Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi nafuk. So Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi went out to greet and to accompany the Aron. Rabbi Ila and Rabbi Chanina lo nafuk. Right, they, Rabbi Ila and Rabbi Chanina, two other rabbis, didn't even bother going out to accompany the um, the funeral procession. Some people say Rabbi Ila went out, and some people say Rabbi Chanina lo nafak. And Rabbi Chanina didn't go out. So I just want to um, skip a little bit because I want to um, get to an interesting conclusion to the story. So I'm skipping down to where it says, Amre Hechaninche. So they came and they said, where should we put him? Where should we bury him? Rav Huna rebates to Rabbi Yisrael. Rabbi Chia rebates to Rabbi Yisrael. So it seems like they want to bury him in the uh, same cave as Rabbi Chia. Why? Was Rav Huna taught Torah in the land of Israel, land of Israel and Rabbi Chia taught Torah in the land of Israel. So they're both equal and they should both um, be buried in the same cave. So now they ask the question, Man Who's going to bring him in there? Who's going to put him in the cave? Amarahu Rav Chaga, Ana So Rav Chaga volunteers, says, I'll bring him in. ki havina bar For I sort of stood up his Torahs, his teachings, when I was only 18 years old. Velo chazi and I never saw a seminal omission, meaning I'm some sort of pure, holy person who never had a seminal omission, uh, a nocturnal omission, probably is what we're referring to. Umishama li kame. And I served, um, Rebbe Chia, or Rav Huna in his life. Viyada I know his chasidut. Okay, so 
All of this actually, um, it's unclear whether it's referring to Rav Huna or to Rav Chia, but uh, the, the, the fear is that someone's afraid of going into the kever of Rabbi Chia. I knew his actions. One time it happened. His, one of his straps of tefillin was turned over. And he sat 40 days in the fast because it was such bad luck that one of his straps of his own tefillin fell off. So finally they bring in the, uh, the, the body of Rav Huna into this cave. So Yehuda was uh, uh, the, the Yehuda and Chizkiah were the sons of Rabbi Chia. They were both already dead. One was lying to his right, and one was lying to his left. So Yehuda, who's dead, says to Chizkiah, his brother, "Get out of that place." So it's not um, it's not really proper that Rav Huna is waiting to be buried and you're sitting in your grave. In other words, get up for him. Bahadi de Kaim, when he got up, the Chizkiah from his grave, Kam Bahade Amudin de Nora, a pillar of fire stood up with him. Chazye Rav Chaga saw this pillar of fire, Evit. He was afraid, and Zakve la Arone, he took the Aron, the, the coffin of Rav Huna, and stood it up to protect himself against the fire, Venafak Vaata, and he ran out of the cave. Vahai Delo Inash, Anash, and that which he wasn't punished, Mishum de Zakve la Arone de Rav Huna, that he put up the, um, the Aron of Rav Huna to protect himself. And finally, it seems the Rav Huna, out of his Aron, I assume, made it out, uh, made it into his burial place in Eretz Yisrael. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.